0: Hi, I'm Amanda. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of the Best Life Moms Club and hosts of That Pregnancy Podcast. We are two moms with a bunch of kids under the age of three. Five to be exact.
1: And we know firsthand how hard it is to be a mom. So we're here talking about topics that no one
0: ever talked to us about. And not only is it hard being a mom, but it can also be lonely and isolating, which is another reason we're here, to help make moms like you know that you're not alone.
1: Now it's important to know that we are not doctors or medical professionals in any way. So always talk to your doctor and healthcare providers directly about any questions or concerns about your health or the health of your baby.
0: We are moms sharing our lived experience and talking about everything pregnancy and life as a mom. So grab your cold coffee and tea that's been sitting out for three hours and let's have a chat. Hello and welcome to That Pregnancy Podcast. On this week's episode, we chat with Rhonda Chamberlain. She is a wife, mom of two little girls, athlete, physiotherapist, and pregnancy and postnatal athleticism coach. We talk about fitness and taking care of your body after you have your baby. We hope you enjoy the wisdom and experience that she has to share with us. You're a mom of two, right?
2: Yes, yeah, I have two daughters.
1: So tell us about your, like... We know you a little bit. So tell us more detail. About yeah. That.
2: So who are you? I have two daughters. I'm married to my husband, Jay. He's a Waterloo firefighter. He's still working and still doing his regular shifts right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So our daughters are, so Sadie is two and a half and Tegan is seven months. So oh, nice. yeah, so they're so We all have kids so kind fun. of like
0: the same distance apart. Yeah. Like a yeah. two yeah. year mark, yeah.
2: right? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, you guys know, like been busy, but I feel like, again, you guys will understand when I say this. So I struggled in the newborn phase with both kids. It just wasn't my favorite. Um, So now, yeah. Yeah. So now it's getting to the, I guess, more fun. Uh, Her personality is coming out. I feel like we can do more. Like, it's just, it's getting better. So
0: with the second one, did you find that knowing, knowing the stages kind of helped you out too? big time? Yeah, because it you're like, fun. okay, so at this point it it you know becomes easier or For sure. N- now you're like, oh it's gonna be it's more fun, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Mentally I handled the second ones a lot better. Um I still it's funny because I was like, Okay, I'm gonna rock the newborn phase now. I'm gonna love it. I'm gonna and it still was a struggle for me. <laughs> yeah. I still was like, Why do we do this? But <laughs> um but again it, it got obviously it gets better and better. So it's it's been good.
1: And then what's your background? So you work, in, you work in a clinic, you said, and then... Yeah,
2: so yeah, I'm a physiotherapist. I graduated in 2010 and I started at sort of like your typical uh, clinic. Um, and then after a couple years there, I pretty much got burnt out and was like worked to the bone, felt like I wasn't really helping people because it, they just demanded you to be so busy. So at that time, I started doing CrossFit. And I met my now boss who was opening a CrossFit gym slash physio clinic. So that was his vision was to open a clinic that was exercise-based treatment. And then, so yeah, so I came in contact with him. He was actually right at the time looking to hire someone. So I started there in 2012 and I've been there since then. Um, And it's amazing. It's kind of the best of both worlds for me. Like I was a competitive gymnast growing up. So I have wanted to be a physio my whole life and I've been involved in sports my whole life. So just the combination of the two has been like truly my dream job. And then after having my first daughter, I I guess I kind of like bounced back pretty quick. I was just lucky. And then after Tegan, I had a bit of a tougher recovery. So that's kind of what got me into this postpartum pregnancy world, trying to figure out Like I felt lost when I was having these symptoms and like no idea what to do with myself. So then I was like, okay, if I'm, you know, dealing with this and as a physio have no idea what to do, like there's for sure other women that are struggling too and I need to help.
1: Can I ask, like, you can totally say no, but what were you, what were you struggling
2: with? What were
1: you, what was happening that you didn't have an answer for, for yourself?
2: so I waited eight weeks. So after Tegan, I, so I went for walks. I did some like core stuff. So I was really smart and really good in those first eight weeks after those eight weeks, I was like, um, in the course, they call it like athlete brain. Like I have like just this itch in me that like, I just love sports. I love competing. So I had this like itch in me to get back. A lot of my mental health was, uh, shaped around like my fitness identity too. Mm-hmm. So like for me to combat anxiety, like exercise is a big part of that. And so I was just ready to get back. So I went back to the gym and I started doing, so they had this like online competition happening. And so I was like, you know, what? I can, I'll probably do it. I'll just do like scaled version. So I just did like lighter weights mm-hmm. thinking that's going to be fine. And then another workout we did was like uh, on the rower, like a rowing machine, a uh, five kilometer row. And again, in the moment, I was like, oh, it's just rowing. Like, I'm sure it'll be fine, whatever. Yeah. And then so after that first workout, I was like the most sore I've ever been, just like all over my whole body like hurt. And I was like, eh, whatever, I've been sore before, it's fine. And then I did that rowing workout like a day or two later. And then the next day I woke up with like, like contractions, basically, like I thought I was like having another baby, oh, no. <laughs> like really bad cramping. Um, I started bleeding again, which, like, my bleeding had stopped for a couple weeks at that point. And I had just, like, sort of pressure, I wouldn't even call it pain, but just, like, pressure in, like, my vagina area. And just, like, again, just so confused. Like, what is happening to my body? So, obviously, I knew, again, as a physio and just as, like, a person that understands their body, I backed off. I just stopped everything because I was like, Mm -hmm. hey, this is obviously my body telling me this was too much so I stopped and then but yeah then I took a few days off and was trying to just kind of figure out like what should I do now like so I just stopped going to the gym because again I just know myself and once I got back to the gym again it would I know my competitiveness would come out so yeah so again so then I just started like googling well, not I guess not googling but I knew a couple contacts to follow so the course I ended up taking so her name is Brianna Battles And she is sort of like a guru specialist in this area with pregnancy, postpartum and uh, exercise. And then another person I started following, her name is Jesse Mundell and she's also really well known in this area. So I basically just started like Instagram stalking them (laughs) and yeah. And then there's so many other women that I came in contact from those people. I honestly just started like following everyone that I could find in this area and basically started like going to school. Honestly, like it was right at the beginning of my mat leave. Um, You guys know, like you have, especially those early stages, you have some time. Uh, My oldest was in daycare. So literally like when Tegan was napping, I was like studying and I was learning and trying to figure out what to do. Um, So yeah, so I ended up going to see a pelvic floor physio and I kind of suspected this was what was happening, but I had developed a bladder prolapse. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. yeah, which, and that's the thing too. It's like, as a physio, I'm like, how did I not even know this existed? Um, because it's actually super, super common. Um, the usually does, does happen in older women. Well, that's the thing. That's what yeah. people like talk a, about it as. Yeah. But, okay. um, now that I've learned more, um, the stats on it are kind of skewed just because a lot of women either like don't know they have it, or if they do have one, they might not have symptoms. But it's up to like ninety percent of women will have some sort of prolapse in their life. Wow. And yeah, not even to do necessarily with pregnancy. Like, there's even women that have haven't had babies that could have one. But it is more common in pregnancy, just from the downward pressure of the baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, so that's what that pressure feeling I was having. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, yeah. So obviously, I learned a lot more about that and. And then just through that, just slowly started basically rehabbing myself and started easing back in again, doing it the way I should have the first time, but didn't know better. And again, now that's why I'm like so passionate about it because exercise is so common now, you know, like they they say in the course, like our grandmas weren't doing CrossFit, our grandmas weren't running marathons, right? So the information just didn't exist for how to properly ease back into exercise after having a baby people just assume you can just jump right back in and you'll be fine Mm -hmm. which some people can like after my first pregnancy I did and I was fine um but but was I fine that's the thing it's like is that you know maybe what Uh, led to the problems I'm having now I'll never know I'll never know right and I'm not going to blame myself for that no just one of those things right for sure it's like better to be kind of cautious to preserve your long term health and athleticism, right? Mm-hmm. If you can, if you are able to. Yeah. So at what so you said it was eight weeks after
0: you had your second child that you started to work out again. Yeah. Like was that on the early side now that you've done all this this uh research no. and no.
2: So that's okay. the thing. So I get, it depends on the person and it depends on your pregnancy and depends on your delivery. Mm -hmm. But typically most like on uncomplicated, even if you've had a C-section, there are things you can do. Even in that first eight weeks, there's things you can do. But again, it just has to be sort of in a stepwise progressive manner Mm -hmm. um, and tailored to your personal story. So that's the thing. It's like um, there's so many programs out there and I don't want to like bash anyone in particular, but there's a lot of programs out there that are just like do A, B and C and you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. but as you guys know, like you both had very different pregnancies, very different deliveries. Mm-hmm. You can't, it can't be black and white, you know, it has to be sort of catered to the person. So that's why I'm passionate about it too. Cause it's basically physio. It's like physio for your pregnant and postpartum body, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you pulled a hamstring, you wouldn't just jump right back into running a marathon. There's oh. ways that you progress back to that. Right. So same thing with after having a baby. And so a lot of women will say like, well, it's not an injury. Like I'm fine. It's not, you know, it's not an injury, but there has been a lot of tissue damage essentially done after I, having a baby. I don't know. Right?
1: I feel like their pregnancy, like deliver labor delivery, no matter how you have your baby, there's a lot of trauma that goes on to your body. Like that's an injury. Exactly. Yeah,
2: like, it, like, it is. Yeah. There's your a reason whole, your why... whole body changed. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. Well, that, and you know, you there's a reason why they tell you six, wait six weeks to like go and go swimming or go yeah. to bed, you know, cause there's a giant hole in your uterine wall from your placenta. That's huge. Like I think there's- But it's funny,
2: like in our culture, we're just as women expected to just bounce back again. That's like the term that's used a lot, right? Like, oh, you know, you just well, had it- a baby. Oh, well, get back to the gym. Like Is that like, because we and- see
0: celebrities and yeah. people on online, you
2: know? yeah. And that's the biggest thing they say too. So six weeks is when you get cleared for exercise, but there's no, it's not a magic number. It's not you know like at the just before six weeks you're damaged and just after six weeks you're healed. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. you're perfect. Six weeks on, yeah. The yeah. yeah. Right. All good. So yeah. so unless you sort of have the understanding that once once you're cleared, that doesn't mean dive right back into all mm-hmm. the things, right? It's Take your time, but a lot of people again just have no idea what that means. Yeah. You know, like again, take your time for me before I learned all this was go do a 5K row. Like to me, that was like yeah. that's not that hard. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. like, <laughs> that's insane to me.
2: <laughs> I know. That's right. the thing. Like I, I I did CrossFit essentially throughout both my pregnancies. Again, very scaled. But that's sort of the, I guess, like the ego in me that I was like, I'm fit, I'm strong, like yeah. I'll be fine. And my body was like, no. And, but truthfully, I'm like thankful that this happened because it's like led me down this path that is just so amazing. And again, I just want to like pay it forward to women now. Yeah. So
1: ultimately if somebody was to come to you and say like, when is it safe to return to start exercising after I have my baby? There's really no set time. It has to depend on how their body's recovering and each individual case.
2: Right. So it truly depends. And again, like people don't like to hear that because they just want you to say like, okay, green light, go ahead. But I would say what I would recommend is after you're cleared by your midwife or your OB, um, if you're able to book in with a pelvic floor physio, Um, that is starting to become more commonplace, but it's still... A lot of people still have no idea what it is. Like, have you guys heard of it or do you know of it? I, I know
1: of it, but in my okay. head, I'm like, okay, I totally want to talk talk to you about this, like in another episode, because, yeah. because I have so many questions. Because I know of pelvic floor physio, and I've had friends who have gone for it, but I don't actually know,
2: you know, like what they do or yeah. what they
1: do. I think I just from talking, I have a general idea. Sure. But I'm also thinking like, okay, well, how would you know if you need to go to a pelvic floor specialist beyond those, you know, third and fourth degree tearing right. in delivery, where people are, where it's kind of medically
2: told, like you need to go rehab because you were destroyed. Um, yeah. Yes. And that's the thing. I know. So it's, yeah, I would argue that regardless if you have symptoms, regardless if you had a complicated delivery, every woman should go. Um, it just is interesting to learn more about your own body. Um, interesting to just to get feedback. So basically in a nutshell, so I'm not a pelvic floor physio, so I'm not going to pretend that I know everything about it, but I've been, and I know some from this world, but your pelvic floor are muscles. Mm -hmm. So again, so like a hamstring tear needs rehab needs recovery right mm-hmm. it needs to be assessed by a physio you know the degree of damage to that tissue you can't have a baby without having damage in some way like it's impossible you know yeah. just it's just such a tough thing on our bodies right so I would argue that everyone if it's in your means um should see a pelvic floor physio or if you can't again I would recommend now that I'm doing what I'm doing get in contact with a coach that knows a lot about the pelvic floor, about rehabbing post uh, birth. Because again, like your typical trainer, like even the coaches at my gym didn't really know. And again, nothing against them. It's just the stuff isn't taught to people. Mm-hmm. So I would say if you can see a pelvic floor physio, that's where I would start. Otherwise, again, like listen to your body. And that's the thing too that this course teaches. Oftentimes midwives, OBs tell you to listen to your body but they don't tell you what to listen for. It's like, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. As throughout my pregnancies, me listening to my body was still at some times like pushing myself pretty hard because I felt good. Yeah. Same with postpartum. Even when I was doing that 5K row, I didn't have any symptoms or anything telling me to slow down or stop. So it's like, what, do, what does that mean? So certain things that that's what I would do as a coach, that's what a pelvic floor physio does, is teach you what to listen for.
1: So That's as a, a coach part of it. As a coach somebody would be so if a woman was like okay this is so interesting I I need to find someone to help me support this. Are they looking for what's the title that you have that uh, yeah. for coaching. What is cuz it's a very specific title isn't it?
2: Yeah, so uh the course I took it's um pregnancy and postpartum athleticism. So it's a relatively new course. So um I think it was 2016 that it began. So there's only 200 coaches, I think, in the world. Yeah. And I'm actually the first in like Kitchener, Cambridge, Waterloo. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's other courses you can take. Um, Jessie Mundell is another one that um, there's a lot of coaches that are awesome that take her course as well. But if you are just looking in general for like a pregnancy postpartum coach, um, make sure that they have knowledge on like pelvic floor Pelvic floor, like diastasis recti, prolapse. Make sure that they know that stuff because a lot of them, again, that like claim to be pregnancy, postpartum um, trainers or coaches might not have that knowledge. And again, nothing against them. They're, I'm sure, still doing a decent job. But personally, like I would, I would recommend that they know those things.
0: Yeah, because that's part of helping you recover, Right, right. It's not just coaching you on baby stuff. It's actually for right. your body and your recovery.
2: Yeah, and make sure the other thing is too. So um, make sure that the messaging that they're teaching. Um, again, I don't, my my intention is not to bash other programs, but um, some of the like boot camps that uh, women go to. Mm-hmm. I would just again be weary of the messaging. Right. So if they're telling you like, you know, it's almost summer. Like, let's like mm-hmm. push her. Let's get let's get oh, the ready. On. Like, yeah. like, is that really what a new mom needs to hear again? Like you guys have been through it the last, like maybe it is on your mind, but should it be on your mind? Like should be getting skinny be on your mind? Probably not. Yeah. Right. Like so there's I'll, so much else to think about.
0: So when I had the twins and, and Caroline, uh, my mom who is a therapist, she actually said to me, like, give yourself a year she said, yeah. even like when she had Kaylee and I, she said, it took a year for my body to kind of get back and feel like I could actually start to go off and, you know, exercise and stuff like that, sure. right? Sure. And I know some for people sure. are a little more athletic. So like you, for instance, yeah. who, who you're an athlete, so you might do it earlier, but like, you know, I would work out just to like kind of be healthy, right? And yeah, my mom was like, you know, you got, you've been through a lot. Um, and then at the beginning, you're not getting any sleep, or you're not right. getting as much sleep. So she's like, you got to give yourself a little bit of a break and, you know, give your body time to heal. So exactly. for some people like you, it might be, you know, you need two or three months because you're very athletic. But then, you know, someone like me, <laughs> It's like more like a year, and even then i 'm not doing everything i'd like to be doing but for i don't sure. like to exercise so
1: <laughs> I, you know, I don't
0: i don't love exercising, but I like doing it because it makes you feel good afterwards and you yeah. know it makes you stay in, in shape right so that and that's, and that's a I thing. like activities I like activities yeah.
1: i don't like going to the gym or working out that is a nightmare to me, but like yeah, you know, let me go ride my horse for four hours on That way I'm great. Let me go skate for three hours. I'm awesome, but
2: don't. And that's, that's the thing. That's like my role as a coach. um, So basically it's to find out what your end goal is. Right. So yeah. So it's, if it's horseback riding, if it's, even if it's just, you know, I want to go for a walk every day, that's what the coach would help you work towards. So it's not, I'm not trying to, you know, turn everyone into a CrossFit athlete. Like that's not my intention. No. But the other thing too, and this was reminded to me throughout the course too, is that like women, moms, like we are athletes, like we are athletes, even if you don't think of yourself that way, because mm-hmm. like picture when you're first postpartum carrying a car seat, like if you can remember how that feels, <laughs> so like it heavy. is yeah. horrible. <laughs> um, again, even someone like that, that, um, worked out their whole pregnancy, like I did, like it's heavy, it's awkward, mm-hmm. um, you know, especially once you have two kids and you're like carrying the toddler and you're carrying the baby. Like that is hard work, right? I know. It's yeah, I did work. the
1: math. I did the math. I told, That totally crossed my mind. I don't know if it was this morning or yesterday. I had both the kids in my arms and I was bringing them upstairs to, I don't know, I think we were brushing teeth before we were going outside to play in the yard. And uh, so I had both of them picked up and I'm like, I'm carrying close to 50 pounds up the right. stairs right now. Just like not even thinking about it. Like I just scoop them up and go. And I was like, I'm pretty badass. I know fifty pounds is not such a big deal for people. But I was pretty impressed. Like, you know, I like I said, I I don't exercise, but you you do essentially that's why
0: you do work out as a mom because you're lifting and bugging and being a mom is a daily workout. Think of how many it times is. you bend over to pick up toys and stuff, mm-hmm. bend over to put the laundry in, bend over to do this. Like, and then you're right. You're carrying kids upstairs or, you know, yeah,
2: yeah, it's a lot. And again, that's kind of my role as a coach too is, yeah. So if a woman comes to me and they're like, you know what? I don't even care to work out. I just, I want to feel like capable and not injure myself being a mom, essentially, mm-hmm. right? Which we are just saying can be a hard job. Um, and then just working towards that. Right. So, and again, it doesn't have to be like workouts. It can just be, let's practice these couple skills that are going to prepare you to be a strong, capable mom. Right. Mm -hmm.
1: I do have a question though, but it's more of the pregnancy aspect as opposed to the postpartum piece. Is it, and this is like a super basic question, but I've, I've been told mixed messaging and I've heard other people have been told mixed messaging as well is it safe to exercise while pregnant?
2: The short answer is yes, unless you have contraindications. So a couple things would be like placenta previa. Um, If you have like a high risk pregnancy. So if you've had um, miscarriages in the past, preeclampsia. So there's a bunch of like conditions that your doctor, your midwife will tell you, and they'll be pretty clear about it. You should not work out. Or if you are going to work out, you know, keep your heart rate to a certain level or keep the weights to a certain weight but you'll know so if that's those are concerns that your OB or midwife have they'll make that clear but otherwise it's 100% safe but then again I would just recommend and you're not that's the thing it's like you're not gonna injure yourself or the baby per se if you continue to work out without guidance but that's what I am trying to kind of put out there is that it you'll just feel that much more supported if you yeah. have a coach to follow. Right. Cause again, like I, I can't a hundred percent say that like the workouts I were doing, like caused the prolapse, but I can't say that it didn't. Right. right? Yeah. And then again, just like having someone to talk to you about your overall health and wellness and like what certain choices might like, could be riskier for certain things kind of right. thing. Right. Um, and just teaching different strategies in your pregnancy. That's the thing. It's like pregnancy is a really good time to like slow down your exercise world, which I didn't. I, I did a little bit, but not enough. I wish I had someone telling me these things that like it's okay to slow down during this time. Like enjoy the time of resting, enjoy the time just, you know, sleeping more or whatever you need to do because life is going to get a lot crazier. Right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I didn't have anyone telling me that. Like I had everyone like cheering me on and like saying like, this is awesome. Like you're, you know, working out so hard still. Like that's the messaging I was hearing. I wish I had someone like tell me it's okay to slow down. Um, and just certain things like teaching women different breathing strategies. So, um, the course goes into that a lot different like posture positions um those type of things different so i know for me one thing i notice that i do all the time and a lot of women do is like hold a lot of tension in their bellies like they're always like sucking in or like stressed just uh squeezing your glutes all the time um which puts a lot of strain and pressure on your pelvic floor Mm -hmm. um so that's been me my whole life like I'm a generally anxious person and I carry all the tension in you know like my neck and shoulders my tummy so until I started like researching this stuff I was like wow like I didn't know I was doing that and that's super common for women right so teaching women those kind of strategies and then again just working on like just overall mindset like why why do you want to continue working out And why, so if it's like running, for example, why do you want to keep running? So if someone had asked me that question, I would say, well, like that's who I am. I'm a CrossFitter. I do CrossFit. And it's like, okay, but that's not your only part of your identity, right? And I probably would have said like, well, it's a pretty big part, (laughs) you know? So, but if someone was asking me that stuff and I like started to get introspective, I probably would have been like, you know what, I probably am okay to not work out hardcore my whole pregnancy. But that's hard for a lot of people, right? If that's wrapping their whole identity, right? I love that your focus
1: uh, is on mindset. Yeah. And like, really questioning what the mainstream mindset is and what was the motivation for that. Because mindset is such a big piece of not even just being pregnant or being a mom, but like, just individually, I think one of the big pieces is mindset that we don't focus on. I know as a teacher, right, I focus hugely on growth mindset in my classroom, and we work on that all year, and it takes massive amounts of practice for my students to actually start thinking about themselves in a way that is moves away from the fixed mindset, and going to saying, like, I'm not good enough, I can't do that, to I can't do that yet, or... Yeah, You know, I might not be perfect at it, but I can still do it. So I I love that you're focusing on the mindset piece because that's such a big
2: part. And that's the thing. And that's, again, why I'm doing what I'm doing because I wish I had that. I wish, again, all the messaging and um, cheering I was getting was for, like, you're so hardcore. Like, that's awesome that you're still doing CrossFit and you're pregnant. Like, I had zero people saying, like, it's okay to slow down. Like, this is just – that's the thing. It's, like, it's such a temporary – Time, mm-hmm. I know when you're living it, it feels like an eternity. But truly, it's such a short time of your life, right? Yeah. Like, so again, and I just even want the newborn to put that phase is there. so short. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so I kept I reminding
0: myself the second time around. This is so short. It's only gonna last like a month or two months. <laughs>
2: yeah, and yeah, and so again, even going back to like the postpartum time, trying to shape your mindset around because again, a lot of the focus in our society is like, lose the baby weight, Mm -hmm. but it's like, why, why do you want to lose the baby weight? Like, is that really that important to you?
0: And then if you start, you know, really questioning (laughs) that.
2: Yeah. Right. Right. But again, so there's like so many factors involved in weight loss too. So if you're already stressed, you're already sleep deprived, you're breastfeeding, there's still so many circulating hormones. There's you know, stress like cortisol circulating through your body. Like there's so many things that are going to go against you losing weight to begin with. So then if Mm -hmm. you're, you know, forcing it and you're like starving yourself and you're doing all this exercise that your body's not ready for, it's just going to backfire anyways. Mm -hmm. So why not take the time? Like what your mom was saying, like take, it doesn't even have to be that first year, but at least take like two, three months to just rest. Like just, go for walks if you need to. But again, just try to like go into your mindset of like, why do I feel like I need to work out today? Is it because, you know, I'm trying to negate my postpartum anxiety, which that was me. Mm -hmm. Is there other ways that you can help yourself through that and start to learn those things? Right. So for me, that's what I learned too. So like I started meditating, I started journaling, I started doing all these other things to help my anxiety Mm -hmm. and didn't rely on exercise anymore. And I got to just a much better place with exercise that it wasn't like this obsessive need to work out every day. I still struggle. There's still days that I like have that feeling in me of like, I need to work out, but People I'm getting better. Though, right? <laughs> yeah. But I'm getting better at, you know, having grace with myself and realizing, you know what today, probably a nap is going to feel a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so hard again, like that athlete brain is so, so strong. And again, it's so you know, ingrained in our culture that you got to get your body back. You got to look like you didn't have a baby. Like, yeah. So basically my goal too is kind of like to get women to start realizing that diet culture is no good. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You need need to be healthy. Right. Right? And that
0: that could be mentally healthy and and physically healthy is what you need to be. So if you're going to go off the deep end, that's, that's not good. Yeah.
1: So where can people find all this amazing stuff that you're doing? Because you really are doing amazing stuff. Like I love seeing your stuff on Instagram and just talking in this conversation. I'm like, yes, girl, like go preach. I (laughs) am there for
2: it. Like I'm loving
1: it. So where can people find you?
2: So the best place is on Instagram. So I actually just changed my handle. um, So it's just my name. So it's Rhonda Chamberlain PT. Um, That's the best place. And then, um, Yeah. So I'll be promoting my, uh, remote services on there. Um, once I'm back to work, uh, So that's the clinic that I work at. So that's where you can find me once I'm back to work, which will be provided the world goes back to normal, um, in August (laughs) and yeah. And then just, yeah, reach out to me on Instagram, um, for questions or anything like that. Again, I'm kind of just getting into that world, but I'm actually really loving it. So yeah, I love connecting with people on there. So yeah, that's the best way.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of That Pregnancy Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for an upcoming show, we would love to hear from you. You can connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. We are at Best Life Moms Club. Until next time.